Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. All right. Well, uh, we are going to start on, we're doing chapter six in The Power of Decision today. And this chapter is called Decide to Be Healthy. And it's all about health and well-being. So if you are interested in health and well-being, then you have come to the right place at the right time, because this is your moment, this is your time to be tuned into your own wholeness. What I do every time is I like to pick out three points out of this book and tell you a little bit about each point, but then also how what my own take is on it. And so in this chapter, the very first thing that he talks about in decide to be healthy is that health is normal. Health is normal. And it's really important for us to place our attention on our normal state of health. Raymond Charles Barker says in the book, to sickness, we give our attention. To health, we give little. And he says, you know, when you give a, do a good job of some kind, kind, you like to be praised, to receive recognition. I'm not sure, but and your, but your health and well-being would not like the same. And so I was thinking about that. And I was, I was talking to a friend of mine. And now last year I was experiencing this one health condition. And my, my minister friend asked me, she said, how much of your day, how much, what percentage of your day do you feel good? And I thought, well, I feel good 75% of my day. And she said, 75%, you, you feel great 75% of your day. That's amazing. And I had not had my, my attention shifted around that at all. So I'm really tuned into the fact that I wanted to pay more attention to my health and well-being than I did to my sickness. So instead of focusing on the 25%, I started focusing on the 75%. And it totally worked for me. That was one really beautiful thing. So my question to you is, have you recognized that your body is doing a great job? Have you paid attention and honored it for its health? Are you praising your health? You know, Abraham Lincoln says, we can complain because rose bushes have thorns or rejoice because thorn bushes have roses. It's the same thing, but again, it's where we put our attention. And that's really important for us to remember. He also talks about in this chapter to choose it, to choose health. Like we actually have to decide we're going to choose health. We have to make a conscious decision to choose health and then expect it. So the subconscious mind, which is the operative system of our body, cannot create a healthy body until the conscious mind acts authoritatively with a decision of health. He says, a person seeking health has to decide to be well before any spiritual therapy can start producing results on him. Another factor of equal importance is the expectation of being well. So the question I want to invite you to ask yourself is, have you actually made the conscious declaration that you're choosing health now? 
You have to actually consciously choose it in your mind and allow yourself to be present with that declaration. And recognize and know that the mind that creates your body is the mind that maintains your body. So God knows exactly what to do to keep you in good health. So one of the other things, another tip that I was reading about in another book um, by Alba Almario, uh, and she's a, a hypnotherapist. And she was talking about in her book, how we often use the words I want, like I want to feel better. And her invitation was to remove the words I want from your vocabulary and just pay attention to, I plan to start using words, I plan to starting today or from now on. So instead of I want to feel better, you say, I plan to feel better starting today. From now on, this is my day that I choose to feel better. And so, so starting to, to pull the I wants away and, and starting to reshift our mental attitude into the declarative state, the declarative state that we choose to have. So being very affirmative on that. So that's the first point that I really love. The second point he said is to stop accept, accepting illness as normal and to question your benefits of being sick. Now, before we go into this too much, I have to say a caveat. The whole point of this, now he didn't say this in the book, but I wanna be very clear. The whole point of this is not to shame and blame yourself. And I think that metaphysicians get really fall into a shame and blame game of like, what in my consciousness caused this? I don't want you to, to go into the, what in my consciousness caused this? I want you to go, if there is a benefit that I'm receiving, could I potentially be taking advantage of that benefit on some unconscious way? So that's what I really wanna invite you to think about is if there's a benefit and you know, in the book, he says, many people enjoy sickness. He says, you know, it's a paid vacation from their jobs. They're at the center of everyone's attention and concern. And he also said that sick people often trade in on, on their sickness. They unconsciously or perhaps consciously accept the good that accompanies their problems. So they subconsciously want to hold on to their illness because of the many fringe benefits that accompany this. And you know, have you ever done that? So, so this is more of like really looking within. I have totally done this. I can tell you, I have totally done this. For instance, I have been in a job that I have been way overworked and I continuously overworked myself. And what happened was, is I got sick and I was relieved because I got to have some time off work. And I noticed this was like a pattern of mine where I'd kind of crash and burn. I would get sick, I would get time off, I would enjoy my time off. So when I realized that I was getting a benefit, but then with the benefit came the sickness, I decided that maybe I should just start taking more vacation instead of actually waiting until I was too stressed out <laughs> to have my body force me to take a break. And so now I am very conscious. I, I definitely take vacations. I make sure I step away from my job. I make sure I get time to myself. I make sure that I honor myself. I make sure that I travel because even if even in COVID times, 
even if it's locally traveling around to some hiking trail, right? Uh, because I know that my, I wanted the benefit of having a time off and what I would do is just overwork myself. So instead I'm just like, no, I'm going to be healthy and instead enjoy my time off instead of being sick during my time off and enjoying it because I just have time off. So, so I had to counteract that own behavior of mine that I had. So I wonder if potentially, if there's, if you're willing to, if you have some kind of condition going on, if there's something that maybe is benefiting you and just examine that, just look at the benefit and see, can you get the benefit out of it? Are you willing to get the benefit without having the sickness? You know, and if so, is there a way you can kind of shift that around in your life? And so once you decide that you're going to be well and really mean it, this is what Raymond Charles Barker says, the spiritual forces in your mind and body start going to work. Now, I have a little story. I used to be a smoker. I used to um, smoke cigarettes. And um, it was about the time right after I got out of high school and just as I got into college. And I, I liked smoking. And um, my parents are listening right now. <laughs> and... Uh, they didn't know this about me, but I did like smoking. I liked it because I liked to, I wanted to learn how to do French, uh, French inhale and do smoke rings. And I thought it looked really cool. And I was also in acting. So I was like, oh, there's kind of something seductive and sexy about it. So uh, I did that for a while, but then I realized that I wanted to live a long life too. And I was addicted. I was totally addicted to cigarettes. And I knew that at one, at there was a point whenever I was smoking and I was like, okay, well, I want to quit. I want to quit. But I knew that I didn't really mean it. Like there was a point when I was like, yeah, well, I want to, but I don't, I'm not really convinced that I'm willing to yet. And then there came a point where I just knew I was ready to be done. And even whenever I was ready to be done, I wasn't willing to just be done with it right away. Like I just weaned myself down and then I stopped smoking. And I, so I don't, I don't smoke anymore. And that was because I wanted to have the intention of living a long and healthy life. But I had to get to that point where inside of me, I knew I had decided that I was done. I really had to actually be done with it and be willing to do the steps that it took for me to be done with it and to have a focus on my health and well-being. So Raymond Charles Barker said, life created you out of itself so that you might enjoy the experience of living and health and well-being. The infinite mind knows nothing of illness. It only knows itself as health. So the next point that he makes that I think is really important, especially if you have a health condition going on right now, is to cultivate a healthy mind. A healthy mind leads to a healthy body. And he says a healthy mind, Raymond Charles Barker says, a healthy mind is one that actually believes there's more good than evil in the world. A healthy mind believes there are more fine people than there are mean people. It is never bogged down in serious negative thinking. So perhaps right now you're noticing that I'm kind of feeling like maybe I don't have a healthy mind right now. 
like I'm noticing uh, I'm, I'm kind of depressed at the way the world is operating or I'm noticing all the terrible things people are doing or I'm just really bogged down in, in how depressing or how sad I am. So if you're noticing that about yourself, I wanna encourage you to cultivate a healthy mind. So it's kind of like a garden. You need to water it a little bit. You need to take care of it a little bit every day, the garden of your mind. And he's got five very easy suggestions on how to cultivate a healthy mind. And the first one is to study motivating people, observe them, talk about, think about them, watch them. So basically, if there are people in your world that motivate you, just, just think about them, watch them, observe what they're doing. So you want to kind of uh, see them as, a, as your mental equivalent of what's possible, right? So the first thing, again, study motivating people. The second thing is read inspirational books and magazines. He basically, I mean, this is, he lays this out in the book. He's just like, this is a step-by-step -step plan. If you want a healthy mind, this is what you can do. Read inspirational books and magazines. The third thing is to start declaring to yourself that you have a healthy mind and a healthy body living in a healthy experience to do it often, to do it often and to look up synonyms for health. So I went ahead, he suggested in the book, look up some synonyms in the, in the book or in the dictionary for, for health. I went ahead and did that. If you wanna get some inspiring words that you can use to use in decorations, here's a couple of suggestions. Health also means energy, fitness, strength, well-being, prime, shape, stamina, vigor, wholeness. Those are all words that can kind of generate different feelings. If you're not getting the the energy and the emotion and the experience, if you're affirming or if you're, make, or if you're stating an affirmative prayer about health and you're not feeling it, then start using different words. Use words that actually excite you, that, that bring that feeling of vitality into your body when you're speaking them. The fourth thing he suggests is to engage in pleasant, creative, and affirmative subjects and conversations. So if you're noticing you're having a conversation about something with somebody and it's kind of going downhill, think about ways to shift that into something more creative or affirmative. I always, if I never know what to do, I always start thinking about gratitude. That's, that's really the place that I go. If I'm kind of in a conversation, I start focusing on what I'm grateful for. The last thing, the fifth step, to cultivate a healthy mind, which leads to a healthy body, right? A healthy mind first leads to a healthy body, is to use your imagination as a mighty force for creating good. So basically with your closed eyes, visualize yourself as health. Put action into the picture of yourself. See yourself accomplishing some goal and doing it with ease. Do not include your present physical limitations that you may have. So really kind of imagine an end goal that you would love and imagine you actually doing that. Like for me right now, I'm so not flexible, but let's say I started imagining myself 
being able to touch my toes and and just imagining it that I did it with ease and grace and it was wonderful. So there could be something physical that you're noticing you can't do right now that you want to do. So you just imagine yourself doing it. One of the cool things that I have read and I love is that the, I don't remember the man's name, I should have looked it up before this, but there's a, there was a man who uh, trained um, Olympic athletes and he was the one who originally brought visualization into the Olympics. And what they found out is it was just as powerful for the athletes to visualize doing the course or doing the, the whatever their, their um, so whatever their activity was in their mind successfully and brilliantly first. It was just as effective as them actually doing it. So that what we see in our mind reinforces in our body the, the things that we can do. So use your, your powerful, amazing creative brain to start retraining your body and opening your body up to the possibility that this is a way that your body moves and is, is active. So that is the, the three main points that, that I have for you today. Absolutely powerful and engaging. So I'm gonna summarize them again. The first point is to remember that health is normal. Place your attention on your normal state of health. Choose it, expect it, declare it. The next point is to stop accepting illness as normal. So just question your benefits of being sick and see if there's something there that might be, uh, it might be kind of drawing you in to, to not wanting to release the sickness. So if there's a benefit that's drawing you in, see if you can activate that benefit and see it without the sickness. And the third thing is to cultivate a healthy mind. So those are my three points today. I know and claim that all of you are whole, perfect and complete, exactly as you are and exactly as you are not. And as I see this for you, I know it for all of us right here and right now. And so it is.